all right, all right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast. Hopefully, everyone is doing great. Everyone, everyone is having a great weekend so far, and hopefully, your weekend started off great. Um, let me start off, ladies and gentlemen, by giving a shout out to France. I want to give France a shout out this morning because I see that the show is starting to grow over the international waters and I want to make sure that I salute all of my international listeners and thank them for taking the time to check the podcast out on their daily endeavors. Also, I want to give my American uh, listeners a shout out as well to all of you guys internationally and in America. You make this podcast what it is today and I thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Guys, today's um, podcast comes by way of a request. Um, I did a uh, asked a question about why do we call men boys and why do we call women girls and should it be um, a longer podcast? So I'm going to do about uh, ten minutes here of why a man shouldn't be called a boy and why women shouldn't be called girls. I'm going to read some things offline you guys just to get some other people's opinions and then I'm going to give my own opinion uh, and I think at the end of it it would make a lot of sense but if you guys still want to be called boys and you girls still want to be called girls and women still want to be called girls it's up to you but as you see I do in my even in my invitation excuse me even in my introduction to you guys I always say ladies and gentlemen you know I don't say boys and girls you know, it's, it's, a, it's a childish way of introducing adults that we have to get past. But, you know, like I said, whatever, whatever floats your boat at the end of the day, you know, whatever makes you feel comfortable or whatever comes into your character uh, is basically what you're going to say in the legendary words uh, of my man uh, Jonathan Davis, whatever comes into your character. I, I like how he said that. So I had to take that. <laughs> Shout out to Jonathan and Leon Davis. Of the uh, Black Men Ventu podcast. Um, so guys. what I, Like I said. I want to do. I want to read some things to you offline. Okay. So. The question. Why do English speaking. English speakers commonly refer to adult females as girls. And adult males. As men, considering that boy and girl is commonly accepted way to refer to children, while men and women are words that have condemnations of adulthood. So someone said, in my opinion, it is a male-oriented way of keeping women and men's imagination young, underage, noble, accessible, and down. In the future, when this mental mental set fades away due to the progress and equality that habit will disappear um so you know that that got a lot of upvotes um got a lot of responses um so let's continue continue with google I got, no, I can't really continue with google and got that got a lot of responses you know
I'm still uh, looking at some looking at some things here. That was a good one, guys. Let me go back to that. Excuse me for that quite uh, that, uh, that silence there. But someone else here in the comment section, it's, they said it's complex and there is truth in all the other answers here already. So I won't repeat what's already been said. But to add one more factor for consideration, both men and women generally consider youth to be a positive characteristic in women. It's associated with attractiveness, among other things. Conversely, both men and women generally consider youth to be a negative characteristic in men. It's associated with weak and immaturity. If you choose to define sexism as anything at all that treats genders differently, then I guess it's sexist, but it's sexist in both directions, and no one holds the blame for it. It's just how people are, and given the back that background, it makes sense even in otherwise perfectly elegant society that men and women who wish to refer to themselves as each other in culturally positive terms would tend to settle on extending girls to refer to all women while ensuring that men are distinguishing from boys. Now, I want to before I get my I want to read one more to you guys. Um, one more to you guys before I, before I say what I got to say. Adult men are often referred to as guys, which is equivalent to using the term girls for adult women. I can't recall hearing the phrase men and girls when referring to a group of adults. Rather, it would be men and women, or guys and girls. People often talk about talk about a guy in a, in my office or a girl in my office. Beware that referring to women as girl, though her frequently is at least a little putting off to many women and should therefore be avoided. Um, I mean, I want one more, one more guys, one more guys. I once rebuked a junior male employee for referring to women in the office as girls only to be approached later by several of the women he was referring to who told me they didn't mind and even felt flattered to be called girls as it made them feel younger at that I should lighten up a bit so frankly I have no idea it's just a matter of gouging the spirit in which the term is used and what what will be acceptable to people Excuse me. What would be acceptable by the people it is made to, guys? So what you hear in there is basically something that's up in the air. When you hear, when I wanted to read those things to you guys online, would you Google that? That you basically hear that women want to be called girls because that makes them feel like they're young again, and you know, I say my girls and we're girls, and it makes them feel bubbly. And it, and it brings out this spirit in them that it makes them feel heightened and better uh, morally, I'm guessing. But what they don't understand is that, as the first person said, when you're looked at as a girl, 
it's like that man can never see you as a woman. You're never being seen as a woman. You're being seen as a girl. So you're going to be treated as a girl. You're going to be looked at as a girl. Which means that you're looked at as immature, out of character, out of touch. You can't think on your own. You don't have no thought process. You are still in a loop or you're still, you know, like, I, I, I can't think of the word right now. But you're not going many places as a human, you know, or you're not doing many things as a human because you don't have the ability to think straight or to think right because you think like a girl does. I like how somebody said like with boys, but when the girl, a female looks at a guy as a boy, she's talking down to him. She looks down on him to call him a boy. So to call a man a boy basically takes away this man's manhood. But to call a girl, a woman, a girl that boosts up her womanhood, which is basically a confused, a Confucius state of society. And it's something that's probably not going to change. Probably not through this podcast. So if you like this podcast, share this podcast around and see what people think or ask people. I'm going to ask the question at the end of this podcast. You know, would you rather be referred to as a boy or a man? Or would you rather be referred to as a woman or a girl? Because what we have to do is we have to get away from always being attracted to being called someone in an immature state in which we have elevated as adults to a a state that is not premature so if you want to be looked at as someone who's great and someone who's powerful someone who's intelligent and someone who's growing as a person you don't want to be looked at as you being in a state of a teenager or a state of a five-year-old or a six-year-old or something like that you don't want to be called these words or be labeled in certain ways. And I think one day I'm going to make a, part, a podcast about labeling because labeling is really a psychological stamp that gets people in life. And a lot of times people don't understand that it's their label that defines their character, which it shouldn't be the label that defines you. You should define who you are, not your label. And with that said, guys. I believe I expounded on that enough. I mean, it's not really too much to say about it because it's more of your opinion than it's more of, you know, any facts or anything that's once once again, that's going to change how people look at it. So whatever you feel comfortable saying at the end of hearing this podcast, you're going to continue to say. But if I'm talking about a lady, if she's 19, she's a lady. You understand? If, If she's 20, she's a lady. She's not a girl. If I'm talking about a man and he's 20, he's a man. If he's, uh, you know, he's 19, he's a man. Whenever, whenever society says you are an adult, that's when I'm addressing him as an adult. That's what, that's what you deserve. You deserve to be addressed as an adult. You don't deserve to be addressed as a child. And when people address you as a child, you should be offended because that means they're looking down on you. They're not making you feel good. Yeah, once again, guys, share the podcast. Thank you guys for checking the podcast out today. Um, once again, um, thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for everyone who's, uh, uh, bringing the podcast as growth that it needs. Your listens and your shares are the seeds to helping this podcast become a sequoia tree. And I genuinely and positively thank you all. So guys, with that said, with your understanding compared with my understanding, we can create a greater understanding. You've been listening to Relationship Stuff one-on-one podcast, and I'm your host, Shahir Henderson, and I'm out.
Peace. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to the podcast when you're available to. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a segment, but it's something I wanted to share. And if you guys wanted to become a segment, I'll put a question attached to this podcast if you want me to do these as weekly, every two weeks or every day or whenever I get these emails from this gentleman. The gentleman who I get these emails from is the gentleman who wrote the five love languages. And he sends me emails every so often. And in this one, today I wanted to share with you guys. So let me know what you think when I leave that question down uh, attached to this. So it says, Dear Shahir, Ideally, love should flow from parent to child. When this consistently takes place and children feel generally loved, it is easy for them to honor their parents. However, kids who feel loved, abandoned, or abused may struggle to honor their parents. Understandably, honoring your parents does not mean paying over the past and pretending it didn't happen. Placing yourself in a position for more abuse. It is important to make and keep wise boundaries. Instantly healing a strained relationship or taking responsibility for your parents or even for the parent-child relationship. But honor does enhance a good relationship and breathe some life back into a dying one. When you choose to honor your parents, you pick out something special and genuine that they did well for you. And you publicly thank and acknowledge them for that. You may feel deeply hurt by your parents. You may feel abandoned, disappointed, frustrated, and even depressed. But you can still express love to them. Love is an attitude that takes action. It is a little thicker to honor a parent. Trickier, excuse me, to honor a parent who's missing or passed away. Okay, a lot trickier. But it can still be done. If you have a parent who has died or who has been absent from your life, write a note, one, two, three sentences, or however much you can generally say, thanking your mom or dad for something special, even though your parent will never read your note. The process of writing it can serve as a helpful healing exercise for you. Dad, I remember that time when you blanked. That meant so much to me. Mom, I wish I'd gotten more time with you. I miss you. Honoring others is more than a simple expression of love and appreciation. In many ways, it can be medicine for your relationships and healings for your soul. Warmly, Dr. Gary Chapman, author of The Five Love Languages. Thank you, guys. Peace out.